Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Couple XY podcast. I'm Rosie. And I'm Brian. And this is the podcast where we drink and talk about stuff. And if you like the podcast, please go and rate and review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen. And if you would like to contact us, you can contact us at couplexypodcast at gmail.com or on our Facebook page at couplexypodcast. All right. That's all that stuff out of the way. Yeah, God, like we sounded, and subscribe. Thank we you. We were so professional sounding so right there. So professional. <laughs> It and was, now it's over. It's over. We're done. <laughs> That's it. We're over. You had a huge day today. I did have a huge day today. You did something you've never done. Well, I have done it before, but something I've never done without... In the way that you did it. Yeah. Tell them, tell them, tell anyway, them, tell them. I bought a car. Not only a car, but what? A brand new car. That was the thing that you've never done. You've yes. never bought a brand new car. Yes, brand new car. So, yay, it's a... Uh, 2023 Honda CRV. Yay. And it's, it's pretty. It's very pretty. Okay. So um, you did that. Yep. And I went with you, and I am, I am, I'm, this is not my best day. No, it's not. I worked really late. I had a 14 yeah, and a half 14. hour hour day yesterday. God. And got off at 4.30 this morning. Mm-mm. Came home and had a couple of shower beers. Shower beers. Yeah, you had a lot of beer last night. Three is not a lot of beer. For you, for right before you go to bed? Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, well, you know. Two were shower beers. Two were shower beers. <laughs> oh, baby. And then, uh, so, and, and there were 10 outs, not like 12 or 16. So they weren't tall boys. They were just baby beers. So they're, they're, they're little, more. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you're kind of tired. I'm a little tired. I'm a little grumpy. Yeah. Grumpy cat today. Mm-hmm, a little grumpy. Have, it was, all right, so I have no segue today. Okay. Um, so we're going to be talking about, like, conspiracy stuff. We're doing another conspiracy theory episode. Because we, we promised a, a, a follow-up, and this is it. Mm-hmm. And we might do a few more of these. There's a few that you, you're kind of wanting to do. Yeah. Um, but this has nothing to do with anything. I just thought about it a few minutes ago. What's that? Do you remember state quarters? Oh, yeah. Did you ever collect them? Yeah, we had a whole, like, folder. Okay. We're supposed to keep collecting them until like what, 2020? Uh, maybe I don't. I don't know. I, I don't know. If they We're all supposed been... to release a quarter every year for like 20 years or something. Was that it? Was it something a millennial like millennium thing? And yeah, and... like it started in 2000, and then maybe in the year 2000. Yeah. I guess they were. It, it wouldn't be. It was like every six every months. Every state was going to have one, so they were releasing them consecutively. Over the period of like 10 or 20 years. I don't think it was 20 years. I think they released them all. Or five. Or maybe. maybe five. Maybe it was quarters or something like that. I don't I, I don't know. But yeah, you remember those things? Yeah. And how like it was like a thing for like, a Everybody was really excited. Yeah. They you bought like, their, little, their little books with their little coin, coin slots. And you would find them and you're like, oh, look at this. And, it's, and you get all excited when it was your state. Yeah. I don't even know. I don't even remember what's on my state. I'm pretty sure it's a pelican. I'm, I'm almost certain. Yeah. Maybe a crawfish. Oh, it would suck so bad. If a it, crawfish and a pelican. If it was a crawfish, pelican, and a fleur de lis. Yes, probably. That's... Oh, did you notice that on one of the cars that we were looking at, it had a fleur de lis decal? Yep, I saw that. Yeah, and I pointed that out the other day. I was like, mm, are they, is this on all of them? Because I don't want this on my car. I don't, like this. <laughs> I don't want this. It's too cliche. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, quarters. State quarters were a thing. They, they were a thing, and you, you were excited. Like, we were all excited about it. God. So funny. 
I was like, what 10. makes us excited? Like, it, it's just so funny what makes us excited. <laughs> and you can't be like, oh, God, we were so young and stupid. No, because every generation does it. Like, if there was a new thing tomorrow, like, even for you, like, Pokemon Go would be the quarters. Like, people got yeah. just as crazy over Pokemon Go and finding stuff. People loved Pokemon Go. That was a huge fad. For I think a it's while. just, I think it's we love scavenger there. hunts. Yeah. I mean, uh, geocaches are super fun. You ever done one of those? No. Oh, they're fun. Um, I'm sure there's some around here. Maybe. Maybe. Most of them are probably in New Orleans because there's nothing around here. Yeah. Um, um, do we start a timer? Nope. So, yeah, I think it's just, um, I don't know. Maybe like, maybe it's the search, the mystery. I don't know what it is. The, the mystery of things we don't know is what, what draws us into these like crazy things like Pokemon Go or trying to search for, you know, state quarters or trying to find out if there were ever Vikings in North America. Oh, there you go. You did a segue. I did I did segue it. So all right, so we're gonna <laughs> do I don't think this is a conspiracy theory, but you want to talk about it. So we'll just talk about it. I don't think it's any less of a conspiracy than yours is. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I, my conspiracy theory is the one I've chosen is uh, flat earthers. Right. Um, there is the 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 the. I guess I could have gone down this rabbit hole, which is the um, hollow Earth theory. Oh yeah, that's weird. Like yeah. that, like the, that the Earth is actually hollow. Yeah, and it got like a a, a Nordic. Um, is it hollow Earth or hollow Moon theory? Hollow Earth. I thought there was a, through the pole you could get sucked in, and that's where the. I don't know, colony of Roanoke went and maybe like the the, the missing Greenland colony and uh, Vinland. Um, I'm pulling keys out of my pocket right now. Sorry, guys. So do you know? All right, so first of all, I'm going to use some. I'm, I'll probably end up falling back into my um, non-progressive side, which is pretty much my better, my, my more side, my bigger <laughs> side. My, uh, A side you have? yeah. And um, say that Vikings discovered North America. Completely and totally understanding that. How is that less progressive? Completely and understand, completely understanding that you can't discover a place where people live. Right. Yes. So, um, I it just it's easier nomenclature for me in Mm -hmm. some some sense. So it is less progressive because the the I guess politically correct way to say it is not that they discovered North America because there were already people living here. Mm The idea is that they came to North America way before Europeans. They other, were Europeans. Other Europeans. They came here before. Way Col- before Columbus. Columbus. And way before, um, uh, what's his name? Um, Ponce de Leon. No, the guy that, Cortez. quote, discovered America before um, C- Columbus. Huh? Mar- Monte, not Monte Cristo. That's a drink. Um, <laughs> and the count. Uh, Amerigo Vespucci. That's who I'm thinking of. Okay who America was actually named after. Mm-hmm. All right, so. Um, I think. I don't know. I could be Okay, so do you, are you on board with Vikings were in North America at least 500 years before Columbus? Yeah. Okay. Sure. So you know about the, um, the settlement on Newfoundland or Newfoundland in Canada? Um, the, I don't know anything. Oh, okay. So the Las Ox... Meadows, La Sox Meadows. It's, it's, I guess, French because they're by Quebec. Um, but it's like the. Lasso Meadows? I don't know. I'll flip it around. A U X? O? O? I don't know. Okay. 
<laughs> I don't speak French. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not learning Spanish. Spanish. Yeah. I'm relearning Spanish. So it is on the northern um, point of Newfoundland and was a um, colony. Uh, it was a Viking colony. Uh, and I say colony. It, it, now they don't believe it was a colony. They believe it's actually like a, a, a way station for uh, ships okay. traveling to a place called Vinland. What is Vinland? Good question. What <laughs> is Vinland? All right, and, and we're at about uh, 1,000 CE, okay. so common C- era. Oh, okay. We, um, I think now historians no longer say... Um, yeah, it's BCE and CE. Yeah, so... Or AD. No, CE. Okay, you're right. We're yeah. going to go with that. Okay. So um, the fact that the Vikings, and again, I'm going to say Vikings and not Norse or Northmen or anything like that. I'm going to go with Vikings. I know some people are like, oh, Vikings were raiders and these people were Northmen or Norse or, yeah, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There are two sagas that talk about the trip to North America. One is Eric's saga and the other is, I, I think it's Greenland Saga or Greenlanders Saga. It's hard to say because everything I found it in was like always in Nor- Nordic, whatever language this is. Danish or? Danish, um, Swedish, Norse. I, I, I don't know the language that, that they would have spoke. Right. Well, like the, I, I, I don't. Early Danish maybe? I, and it, like I don't even know what mo- modern Danes speak other than English. I know, like... Danish. Okay. So what's the difference between, like, Danish and Swedish? Like, all of them no have idea. O's with lines through them and two dots over it. That's <laughs> all I know. I know that um, the South American language and Danish is very similar because the Danish, I think, settled South America. Mm. Not South America. South Africa. Did I oh, say America? you did. Okay. South Africa. Not America. My God. They, yeah. Yeah, they... Well, settled it like we're slavers there. Yeah, we're yeah. They they moved in and colonized it. Colonized we're, we're colonizers. Yeah, we're you're, we're going to call it colonization. Um, yeah. So it was actually interesting. Like I saw a uh, to interrupt you, I saw a uh, an interview between Charlize Theron and a Danish reporter, mm-hmm. and she was speaking South Africana, Afri- Afrikaans, Afrikaans, and uh, he was speaking Danish, and they could understand each other. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was really interesting. You know, it was my, I think it was my first language. Danish? No, Afrikaans. Oh, Afrikaans. Did you guys, because you guys lived in South Africa when you were a baby? Yeah, we left when I was seven weeks old. Oh. And lived there for, I think, over a year. And apparently, I picked it up from our um, maid. Okay. House person. Maid. Housekeeper. Housekeeper. Nanny. And she was all of those things, apparently. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, so... We have uh, we have a Norse word. Right, so the uh, you can look it up real quick, and once you see the picture, you'll know what I'm talking about. It, you'll you, the picture is pretty well. Look up what um, the um, um, the meadows lance 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 l apostrophe a n s e. Okay, lance 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 meadows national historic site. Mm-hmm. In Labrador, Canada? Yeah. Okay. See photos. Okay. You've seen these photos before, right? No. You've never seen this before? Oh, no. I thought they were pretty well known. Okay. So it's very basically the, uh, the the site that says that Vikings were in North America a thousand, uh, 500 or more years before Columbus. 
Okay. I see a mound with, or I guess it's it's a house with chimneys. Yeah. I mean, that's what they would use, longhouses and stuff like mm-hmm. that, sod houses. All right. So, so they were here, and in the sagas, they talk about a co- place called Vinland. And in, it's an Eric saga and Greenland saga. And Vinland translates to Vineland. Okay. So there were vines there. But where this community is that you are looking at the picture of mm-hmm. has no vines. There's no grapes. Okay. So why did they call it Vineland? Where is Vineland? So this is thought to be just a stopover point to Vinland. But we don't know where Vinland is. Hmm. I don't know. It could be anywhere. I mean, Missouri has vineyards. Right. Um, it could be anywhere south of Minnesota, maybe. Okay. So, um, one of the things they found at um, this site was butter butternut. Not squash, but I think it was, it's an actual butternut is what it's called. So, like a nut of a tree. And... This does not grow at the, 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 as far north as this community is. It's got to be at least 300 miles south of there. Hmm. So there had to be another Viking settlement somewhere further south that they abandoned. They apparently abandoned it fairly quickly. Um, because Any idea why? The, um, they, I don't think, got along with the, um, the, the native people, the indigenous people. Mm-hmm. Of the area. So they were run out? Apparently, um, and, and the reason that we wanted to, like, they wanted to move here is because, like, Greenland, which was the nearest colony, has no trees. Right. Um, they call it Greenland, but it's actually not green. And, like, even through, well, they think now that the climate was a little bit warmer then, mm-hmm. so it was more habitable, but there still weren't trees and such. Um, it's too far north. So they think that Vinland, one of the things they brought back was timber, which was extremely valuable in a place with no trees, mm-hmm. as you can imagine. Yeah. The people who built boats and everything else out of trees, houses and just about everything else. So they, um, there is evidence that they, they had, they had uh, found this area. It had uh, vines. It had uh, good timber, which is all along the northeast at that time. And um, the Vikings were trading with the native people. Indigenous people, but they also actually called them, and I, I didn't even write down the word because I cannot say it, in in whatever okay. language this I is. I wish you'd written it down. I would have tried it. Oh man, it's so it's so bad. Okay, it's so bad, and uh, but it basically translated to subhuman is oh. what they considered the people who lived here. Mm. So obviously they're going to have some issues with them, mm-hmm. and so when you treat a group of people as subhuman, and you have you know. 50, 100 people on your ship, and they have whatever they have, they're more likely to, you know, they can run you off. Yeah. And I think that's what happened, is it, it became not cost-effective, and they had too many conflicts with these the, the indigenous people. And so they just gave up the settlement. Or, you know, climate change, it got harder to make the crossing from Greenland to North America, or they just, you know, the colony in Greenland left. It wasn't a very thriving colony. Yeah. So whatever happens, we end up losing Vinland. So the the I guess what what becomes is like the sagas mention Vinland. Vinland. So the the conspiracy is where is it at? So there have been many places. Quebec is one thought anywhere along the Saint Lawrence Seaway. 
um, all the way down to New York. Hmm. And here's another one is going to be Minnesota. It's going to jump in here. Vikings in Minnesota. I mean, there are the Minnesota Vikings as a football team. Yeah, I'm I'm sure. Yeah, there were Vikings in Minnesota. So do you think – so do you – and Mexico. Hmm. That's very south. Yeah. So what, they just traveled down the entire continent? It's a long, long way. Mm -hmm. I mean, as good as they were at traversing, that's a long, long way. Mm Mm-hmm. So let's 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 get into it. All right. So um, we talked about that. Yeah, yeah, I know. Scanning, scanning, scanning. All right. So we looked at. All right. So the first thing is what is called the um, was called the Yale map. Yale, like the college Yale. 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 I know my draw kind of <laughs> is bad. You're it's saying you're pronouncing it yell. Okay. It's Yale. Yale. There you go. Okay. <laughs> so the college has a map that they acquired in like the 50s, 1950s, and it uh, it shows Greenland and then a large landmass to the south and west called Vinland. Okay. So this would have been like the North American continent. And so Yale comes out and, like, says, oh, wow, look at this map. We have this map. And for years, people have tried to, like, looked at it and said, well, maybe it's real, maybe it's not. It turns out that this very prestigious map that they are very proud of was a fake. Oh. And they did not learn about it until, like, the 2018-ish, where they finally, like, looked at the ink and found the ink was from the mid-20th century. Oh, that sucks. Not from the medieval times, which is what the map alleged to be. Mm-hmm. So there's one. There's there's the first thing that we have. Now we have the rune stones. You know what rune stones are? Yeah. Okay. And do you know we've we've found rune stones in North America in different places? Like, I didn't know that, but okay. Okay, so there was one that was turned up in Minnesota mm-hmm. in the like 1898 by Olaf. There you go. He's got to be Swedish. <laughs> Olison or something like that. Olaf Olison. So Olaf somebody. So they can't, they've never, it's thought to be a hoax, but we don't know for sure. Don't know, don't know what's going on here. And we have a rune stone, and it says that um, eight Gotlanders, so I'm thinking that means Greenlanders, mm-hmm. and 22 Northmen. So I, I think those are people from like the, the, Swedish, Danish area. Yeah. Um, On a journey far out to the west of Vinland. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it's not Vinland, but we know that there is a Vinland that exists. Camped one day's journey from this stone. Hmm. I I don't know why you found this stone. (laughs) Is it a big stone? I'm thinking of like little stones. It's a pretty good sized stone. Okay. And uh, in the year 1362. Hmm. And uh, it says some other things about, like, some people getting killed and stuff like that. Nave Maria. So, apparently, they'd already converted to Christianity at this point. Right. But this was this is a stone that's been found in Minnesota. And thir- it says 1392. So, it puts it later than the date of the Meadows. But, you know, if we had a thriving community at Vinland, they could have um, definitely, you know, Moved out to the west, going all the way to Minnesota. It's a long trek a long from the trek. east ca- coast. Do you think they could have done it? Oh, yeah. 
Absolutely. Hmm. Why? That's, that's a lot of land to cover. It is a long, it's, yeah, it's, but I, I think. I mean, you have no highway. Right. Um, but I mean, they traveled, they traversed, they explored. That's what they did. But mostly by ship. You don't think they like pl- plowed through the land? I mean, the only thing I would say is that, okay, I'm going I'm to leave you this. They could have hit the Great Lakes and traveled it. Yeah. Because. Absolutely. Because the. the Didn't they um, carry their ships over land? They could um, uh, portage is what it's called. Portage. Yes, they, they have done that mm-hmm. um, as we saw. Um, on Vikings. On Vikings when they did it to <laughs> attack Paris. Uh-huh. That's where you got it from, isn't it? Yeah. It, yeah, it's been done several times. I'm just assuming that everything in, that we saw on Vikings uh, was true at one point. Before you watch Vikings, what Vikings did you know? Leif Erikson. Yeah. That was it. I didn't know Eric the Red and Leif Erikson, yeah. and that was my extent of Viking didn't knowledge. Didn't know Ragnar Lothbrok or um, uh, uh, Lagatha or anybody. Yeah. I think it's pretty I, cool. Bjorn like, Ironsides. These are historic figures, and mm-hmm. yeah, I rather boneless, and it's really cool that these were real people. Right. No, I don't think that they maybe They probably weren't as badass. Or overlapped as much, or, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. Um, all right, so let's get back to, to our story here. So we have a ruined stone that we find in Minnesota, which points to that there is a Vinland that we don't know where it is. Mm-hmm. Um, now, recently, since we can do satellite imaging, there have been more sites that they're looking at that could be different um, locations of Viking settlements. And um, Point Rose, a Rossi, um, in the southwest coast of Newfoundland, uh, has a, a site that was uncovered in the mid-2010s, and the carbon dating has it active between 800 and 1,300. Mm. So that's a place, and it is 300 miles south of um, the Meadows. So if the Meadows was a place you could stop, and like, it basically what it, they think it was is where you could repair your ship. Mm-hmm. There was not a lot, of, there's no animal bones there. There's nothing that says that they were inhabiting this place year-round. It looked like it was just someplace where you made the crossing from Greenland and this was the closest place you hit it. You could stop, you could repair your boat, and you could continue on to Vinland. Which, this is a point that it could be. It's 300 miles south. You're on the, uh, I think, the other side of Newfoundland, so you're on the kind of toward the coast. You would have Quebec, what is now modern-day Quebec, but it is right there. You've got timber, you can have vines, you can have butternut. Um, so this is, is viable. So there's also in Rhode Island. Um, now we're going to get into a little more of the the what's what here. Let me interrupt you for a second. Um, I counter that Vinland doesn't mean Vyland; it means Wineland. Wine grapes. Mm-hmm. It also could have been mistranslated into pasture land, mm. which uh, would actually put kind of the settlement at the meadows into it because that is tundra, so it could be considered pasture. Okay. So, yeah. Um, it, it, we, Vineland or Wineland is, yeah, it could be translated to that. Mm-hmm. But either one of them was very, like, um, a high commodity for, for Vikings. Because, you know, Vikings weren't raiders as much as they were traders. Mm-hmm. They did raiding. But they also did a ton of trading, and wine was especially sought after. Mm-hmm. So 
that was like the tobacco, that was the cash crop of its day, I guess. Yeah. So very well could be. All right, so a couple of places. In um, Newport, I want to say Rhode Island, there is a tower called Old Stone Mill or, yeah, Newport, Rhode Island. Um, Old Stone Mill or, um, and it's an old tower. I'm going to show you a picture of it. You can look it up. That's cool. And this dates to possibly the 1700, uh, 17th century. Hmm. So okay. if it does date to it, there is some thought that it was built by the Vikings and that this could be Vinland, mm-hmm. that this would have been some kind of uh, structure for ceremonial rites. Um, Wait, the 17th century? So it was... So they would have been Christian, so they, they think it could have been a, a like a church. Okay. That's, yeah. So late 1600s. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Which there is, um, but they also say that it could be older, you know, that, that it, it, they put it to there and then they put it a hundred years later. And to be fair, there's also some theory that this was built by Benedict Arnold. Hmm. Okay. You know him? Yeah. Okay. I know of him. You know what he did? Wasn't he a trader? He was our, our first trader. First trader to the to the United States. That wasn't yes. even United States yet. Right, trader to the cause the, the of cause liberty of the trader to the, re- to the rebellion. Yeah, as the British would see it, the rebellion. So we have the that that is a interesting piece. There's also been like a a uh, Viking coin f- found in New York, like, cool. um, and. We also have, okay, now we're going to get to the, the furthest fetched one, which is the that it, Chichu, Chichu, Ichu, Chichu, the Mexican. Machu Picchu? No, that's in South America. The one in, in Mexico. Chichu, Chicha. I don't know, baby. Uh, didn't you just learn Spanish? <laughs> uh, I'm... Going over Spanish and Duolingo, but that doesn't mean I know, like, are you talking about ancient cities in Mexico? Mm-hmm. Um, is that the one with the pyramids? Yeah, it looks almost like chicken itching. Does it start with an X? No, it starts with a C. Okay. Let me see. Chichen Itza. Okay. So, and you, you recognize the picture. Like, this is yes, the Mayan. that is the Mayan step pyramid that we all know. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, apparently, there are, are murals in it that depict large, blonde men oh, being sacrificed. Being sacrificed. Now, when you say large, brown men, bl- blonde. blonde. Not brown men. Not brown men. <laughs> blonde uh-huh. men. And the indigenous people are very black-haired. Who do you think of? Yeah, we think of the Vikings. The Vikings. The Norsemen. So do you think they made it or aliens? <laughs> I don't think if it was aliens, I don't think they would just uh, let the Mayans sacrifice them. Um, no. I Sure. I mean, the Vikings could have sailed to Mexico. And another piece of evidence in this, other than the murals, was that it was um, that they had a... Um, like when the uh, conquistadors came, mm-hmm. they talked about the return of the white gods. Right. Okay. Yeah, I see that. 
So yeah, this, this this ancient aliens theories could be totally wrong, and it's just a bunch of Vikings. Mm-hmm. Man, it's all Vikings. <laughs> not aliens, Vikings. <laughs> I'm not saying it's not aliens, but mm, Vikings. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's interesting. That's plausible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So do you think, first off, I think we've all realized that, uh, or do you think that there were uh, there was Viking settlements in North America pre-Columbus? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's absolutely possible. And how far do you think they could have gone? I don't know. Um, I mean, they traveled to Canada first, to Newfoundland. Mm-hmm. And they could have traveled inland for a while and then gone south and reached Minnesota, where Minnesota is now. Um, and then maybe trekked back and got back in their boats and sailed down for a while and got out in Mexico. I feel like if they would have gone to Minnesota, they would have sailed south along the coast and hit the Hudson River. Mm-hmm. So New York area. And then they would have sailed back out. And then they would have sailed up the Hudson River because mm-hmm. they were very good at sailing in rivers. That's how they reached London and... Um, Kiev and a bunch of other places in Europe, they would sail up the rivers. Mm-hmm. Um, you could sail up the St. Uh, Lawrence, the, the Hudson, until you hit, you go pretty far up. Now, back then, they didn't have the Erie Canal, so you couldn't get into the Great Lakes directly. Mm. But the Vikings were also very good at, like, building boats on, like, site. Yeah. So they actually could have abandoned their boats, moved, traveled over land, to toward like the Great Lakes, and once they hit these big bodies of water, decided to go ahead and make a new boat and travel along. Then all you have to um, really traverse is Niagara Falls. Mm. So once you're past Niagara Falls, you're good to go through the rest of like you. Then all the Great Lakes connect all the way out to Superior, and you're in Minnesota. Hmm. Bada bing, bada boom, you're in Minnesota. <laughs> bada bing, bada boom. There you go. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's all plausible. Absolutely. Do you think they could have made it all the way to Mexico? I think they sailed down to Mexico. I don't think they tra- they, I don't think they walked. No, no, down no. Like just like America. bumping the, the coast down. Yeah. Like you could follow the coast of. Yeah. They probably hit Cozumel and then went to the mainland and walked there, walked a few hundred miles into uh, Chichen Itza. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Or, okay. I'm not sure where Chichen Itza is. If it's in the center or if it's. Close to the coast. I don't know. Okay. That's all I got. That's it. That's what <laughs> that's I. That's all you got. Yes, yeah, that's, that's what I got. Like okay. Vikings in North America. Very interesting theory, baby. Not really. Uh, yeah. I know it's not really a conspiracy theory, but just. It's a theory. Just fun stuff to look it's an at. Idea. Yeah. Um, we want to discount ancient aliens for saying that the the aliens came down and helped. Uh. The Mayans build their pyramids and stuff. And now, one of the interesting things is they wouldn't trade iron tools with the um, indigenous people. Why? They didn't want them to have that technology. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I see that. So there was a lot of racial tension, I'm sure. I think so. I think that's what really made them abandon the the area. And there was never a big enough, like, where you could raid, you know? When they were raiding, when Vikings raided, Vikings, quote-unquote Vikings... They're raiding, like, to you, you go in and you take the, the gold and the silver and the, the precious things. Mm-hmm. When you're looking at, like, North America, which is a very undeveloped area com- in the ways that Europe was developed at the time, 
mm-hmm. um, you would have to you're, you're you're pulling natural resources, so you have to be able to like have a community that can sit there and pull those natural resources. Right. It's not like you can run in, hack some people up, take what they have, and go. It takes a while to like cut down trees mm-hmm. and process them and get them gone. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they they did like trade with the the indigenous people, so they were like uh, uh, they were getting pelts and stuff like that. So to some extent, they they did interact with them, but they wouldn't trade like iron tools for them. Hmm. I think in one of the sagas they talk about a uh, uh, somebody uh, a native picking up an axe or something like that. And not knowing what it was and threw it at one of his friends. I don't know why he would do that. And killed him. <laughs> I don't think that's true. Surely they know, like, this is a huge heavy weapon. They had weapons. Yeah. Sure, they, they had axes. Axes are universal. I, I, you would think they would just use a Stone Age type of axe. Right. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think that's, that's interesting to think about. Like, when managed with the Stone Age and then, like... All, all around the world, axes were developed, mm-hmm. independent, like, of each other. Right. Aliens did not. Aliens didn't invent axes and bring them down to the humans. The humans figured it out themselves. So, um, yeah, interesting stuff, baby. I did not know a lot of that stuff. Okay. So, thank you. You're welcome. Okay. All right, go ahead. We're going to talk about flat earthers and how it came to be. Uh, and modern-day flat earthers, and why they're still around. Okay, so, first off, Earth's sphericity... That's a word? That's a word. Okay. ...has been widely accepted in the Western world since at least the Hellenistic period from 323 BCE to 31 BCE. It was not until the 19th century... So you're looking at, like, the Greek era. Yes, is what you, you Yeah. Yes. Hellenistic is the hell spot, so you're looking at, like, Greece. Yes, so the Greeks knew that the world was round. Okay. Um, it was not until the 19th century that the flat earth concept had a resurgence. So the 1800s. Mm-hmm. Um, so their beliefs, their beliefs, we'll just go over that. Um, we're talking about modern day flat earthers and their beliefs right now. So based on the speakers at the 2018 UK's Flat Earth UK convention, believers in a flat earth vary widely in their views. While most agree upon a disc-shaped Earth, some are convinced the Earth is diamond-shaped. Furthermore, while most believers do, believe, do not believe in outer space, and none believe humans have ever traveled there, they vary widely in their views of the universe. Okay, so diamond would also be a square, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it'd be perspective. Right. <laughs> Sorry, diamond flat earthers, you're done. <laughs> You're just square earthers. Don't think you're better than them. Um, Don't try to church up your square by calling it a diamond. Right. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get into this. I'm sure I'm gonna catch one of my paragraphs that um, talk about this. Mm-hmm. But do you know the what the flat earthers think the the Earth looks like, like as far as continents and what and and like how the Earth is made up? Um, I think it's like thought of to be a disc. And, like, it's, like, Earth is on both sides of the disc? Like, there's a top and a bottom? No. Okay, so they're just a top. There's just a top. Okay. Um, so it's just all the continents. So uh, think of, like, a coin. Think of, like, yeah, think of, like, a coin. Think of, like, uh, you know, the UN's um, logo? 
Okay. No idea? Yeah, I think I've seen it. Isn't it the globe, but just flat? Like, yes. Okay. So essentially it's that, and they think that they're, that Antarctica actually is a wall of ice that surrounds the entire edge. Oh. Apparently my bracelets are causing a lot of noise. I can hear them. Okay. So I'm going to take them off. Yeah, because you're talking with your hands a lot, and every time you move, it, I can click, hear click, them. Click, 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 Okay. So those are off now. Um, so, yeah. So the, the earth is flat, mm-hmm. like a coin. Um, top side is all the continents laid out flat. And then the edge is like a 150-foot wall of ice. Oh, so Anti- Antarctica isn't at the base. It right. just surrounds it's, us. It's the edge. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Isn't that crazy? So, like, if you travel too far, you just hit a wall of ice. Okay. So you can never, like, leave because you just hit ice. Right. But we've never hit just ice. But people have been to Antarctica. Yeah, but you've never, like, just, like... <laughs> You've never gotten to a point where you're like, ice wall, can't go any further. Right. Like, we just keep going and going and going and going and going over it uh-huh. until we come back around. Yeah. <laughs> you just got lost on the ice wall. <laughs> you missed the ice wall, the huge <laughs> ice wall. What are they, like, you, you see Jon Snow down there? Okay. So, yeah, we're going to, I'm just going to preface this by saying this is a ridiculous notion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, mine was just like fact-finding. I, I think that we both agree that flat earth is not a thing. Right. Um, so let's see. I'm just going to continue reading. Um, filmmakers, and interrupt me whenever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, filmmakers of Behind the Curve attended another flat earth conference at which a substantial number of people believed the earth was an infinite plane, potentially with more continents beyond the purported circular ice wall of Antarctica. So we'd have to jump the ice wall, which we haven't found yet. Mm-hmm. John uh, Snow's probably up on top of it. Yeah, yeah. And um, Tyrion Lannister's out there pissing off yeah, of it. What's north of the wall? Oh, my God. This is funny. What if the world in Game of Thrones is a flat earth? Oh. Wow. <laughs> Mind blown. <laughs> Okay, that's interesting to think about. Um, Let's see. Some flat earth believers are so conspiratorial they suspect other flat earth believers are also somehow part of the global conspiracy (laughs) and aren't to be trusted. The global conspiracy to make us believe that the earth is round for what? For what reason? The the why escapes me. Coca-Cola is trying to sell us more product because they're telling us the earth is round. Polar bears. I don't know. The why, it just escapes me. The why is, is... what I'm trying to find and I never found. Never found? No. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we just did. We don't trust you. Why? Because <laughs> you don't think the earth is flat enough for us. Yeah. There's reasons, but they don't make sense. So okay. I'll get into that. Uh, in the documentary Behind the Curve, conference attendees were warned against attending by Math Powerland, a.k.a. Matt Boylan, who posted videos alleging others were working for the CIA or Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers, man. And the CIA. It's a conspiracy. You know, I will say that, like, the CIA does own a lot of companies. Do they? Air America. What's Air America? That was their, their like, um, their airline. The CIA owned an airline. Okay. So that they could, like, and they, like, delivered dog poop and stuff like that. It was a cargo. Delivered dog poop? Yeah, they, they did, like, delivery. Like, to, to, this was a Vietnam-era thing, I guess, maybe 
after still. Did but they actually deliver dog poop? They they did enough deliveries where they made it profitable enough that they could also deliver like whoever they wanted to wherever they wanted to. So it gave them the ability to fly commercial airliners through like areas that they probably wouldn't have been able to fly a U.S. plane. Okay, so is Air America still a thing? I'd have to look it up. But the the history of, like, um, you remember in Men in Black where they're like, who, what branch of the government do we answer to? None. They ask too many questions. We just own the patents on some stuff? Yeah. That's kind of some of the CIA stuff. Okay, patents <laughs> from aliens. Yeah. 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 But there's in from aliens. But they do own companies that make a ton of money. Mm-hmm. And... Usually not in the best ways possible, from mm-hmm. what I understand. Like, you know, having banana plantations in, like, very, you know, economically... Impoverished. Impoverished areas where you're basically making a shit ton of money. Out of slave labor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, members of the Flat Earth Society and other Flat Earthers claim that NASA and other government agencies conspire to fabricate evidence that the Earth is spherical. Okay. According to the most widely spread version of current flat Earth theory, NASA is guarding the Antarctic ice wall that surrounds Earth. With what? Like, people? Like, oh, do we have, like, is it, like, the border patrol? Because we can't even secure, like, the <laughs> southern border here. Is there a big wall? <laughs> is that where Trump's wall got built? <laughs> no, Trump's wall is the ice wall. That's it. Trump wall <laughs> is the ice wall. Flat earthers have it right. Trump knew it. Oh, God. Trump is a flat earther. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> nothing nothing would surprise me. Nothing he says that comes out of his mouth surprises me anymore because he's so ridiculous. Anyway. Or that he tweets. Oh, my God. Um, anyway. Flat earthers argue that NASA manipulates and fabricates its satellite images based on observations that the color of the ocean changes from image to image and that continents seem to be in different places. Because, you know, the Earth rotates. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the publicly perpetuated image is kept up through a large-scale practice of compartmentalization, according to which only a select number of individuals have knowledge about the truth. Ah, yes, again. With every good conspiracy, there's only so many, and they all have decided to become secretive because of. Did they say why? Why yeah, they would they want to keep why. all this secret from us? No. Okay. Money. Power. Money. Power. There's something. Women. There's something behind the ice wall. I don't know. <laughs> what could be behind the ice wall? White walkers. White walkers. Yeah. Vampires. There's white walkers and giants behind the ice wall. Mammoths, dinosaurs, something. Amazons? Something. Okay. Uh, research on the arguments that flat earthers wield... Let's see. Research on the arguments that flat earthers wield shows three distinct factions, each one subscribing to its own set of beliefs. The first faction subscribes to a faith-based conflict in which atheists use science to suppress the Christian faith. Their argument is that atheists use pseudoscience, a.k.a. evolution, the Big Bang, and the round earth... To make people believe that God is an abstract idea, not real. Instead, their arguments use the scripture, word by word, to support an argument that enables God to really exist. This faction frames flat earth arguments as revelatory. So. What do you think about it? This is funny. I don't understand. Where's the passage in the Bible that says the earth is flat? Because I I I, didn't get that. 
I didn't read a whole lot of the Bible. I've never, <laughs> I've never read it cover to cover. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a boring read. Some of it. I mean, there's a lot of. Okay, I've never gotten through the first book of Genesis. There's a lot of Isaac begets whoever, and whoever begets this person, and that goes on for like seventy verses. It's yeah. So um, um, but this seems to be kind of the the Christianity hijacks anything. Mm-hmm. to make themselves seem like martyrs because I think we're tired of not being martyrs. <laughs> I, think we, I think we want to be martyred. I think we want to go back to ancient Rome where we can be killed. And, you know, we want to go to China and be martyred because we can feel, like, superior. Mm-hmm. But, you know, ultimately, um, God and religion is an abstract idea. And there's no reason to, like, back off from that and say that it isn't. I think God and science is the same thing. I think that, that when you look at God and, like, it, whatever your belief system is, this is my belief system, it can be abstract, and there's not there's nothing wrong with that because the abstract is what makes it stronger because it means you have to believe in something that's not, like, concrete, first off. And secondly... Well, that's the whole idea behind faith. That's the whole idea behind religion. Right. So there's no... Ab- so it's abstract. Mm-hmm. But the other part of it is, is it allow, the more abstract it is, the more it allows you to develop your, your own morality, which will be stronger and, than a morality that's forced upon you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know what to do with that because I'm not a Christian anymore, so... <laughs> You're really not anything, though. I'm really not anything anymore. No, I am. I have a spiritual side, but I don't like. I don't just subscribe to any particular religious rules. So I, I kind of like subscribe to all of them in a sense. Like it doesn't matter. Like they're all the kind of the same. Yeah, it's all the same. It's it, all the same stories. It's all the same stories. So it just be- depends on like it, what it basically comes down to. Is it's a way to develop your morality. Mm-hmm. They're all metaphors for the solstices. Mm-hmm. That's really what it comes down to. Um, and we can get into that in another episode. Yeah, let's go ahead and with the second. So the first group. faction was, you know, based it, on Christianity and making Christians look bad for some some of them being flat earthers. Um, the second faction believes in an overarching conspiracy for knowledge suppression. Okay, so the anti Illuminati. Mm, yes. Building upon the premise that knowledge is power, the Flat Earth Conspiracy argues that a shadowy group of elites control knowledge to remain in power. In their view, lying about the fundamental nature of the Earth primes the population to believe a host of other conspiracies. This faction frames Flat Earth arguments as liberatory. Like, okay, so what your basic theory is, that they won't let us know the Earth is flat, which would actually make everything easier if it was. Like, like the physics of the world would be easier. Because there wouldn't be a 360. Right. There would just be a 180. Yeah. Yeah. So they want to suppress knowledge by making us develop ideas which are beyond mathematically what you could do on a flat earth. What? I, I know, Right. Say that again. <laughs> yeah. all, right. All, right. All, right. all right. All right. Explain yourself. All right. So if you and I are on a flat earth and I want to talk to you, 
Uh-huh. All right. If you and I are in a house and I have a tin can and a string and you have a tin can attached to the other side of that string and we were in two different rooms, could I speak and you could hear? I don't know. I don't think that works. Oh, God. You never did that as a kid? No. Is that really, does that really work? Yes. That's weird. Why? Why does it work? Because the sound travels the vibration the, of the, the vibration string. vibration of the string. Okay. Yeah. Okay, it's like I should un- that should make sense to me because I played a stringed instrument. So, okay. Okay. So, if we're on a flat earth, I can basically you and I can see each other even if there's not ma- okay, so there's no the mountain ranges or whatever that allow us not to see each other. But if we were at height where I could see you, you could see me, I could run a string to you and I could speak, right? Mm-hmm. I could like develop how to get to you, right? Yeah. The quickest way I could get to you is a straight line, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. All right. And so if the earth was flat, any way to get to another place is a straight line. Yes. So in that case, I'm flying from San Francisco to Tokyo. Mm-hmm. If I fly to San Francisco and to Tokyo, what is the fastest way way to get there is it to fly direct a straight line if i like on a flat map would i go from tokyo to straight to um oh you mean san francisco, san francisco to, to, to tokyo. tokyo but that's not the way you fly there no you go literally over uh, over the ocean you go over the pole over the you go over the pole yeah why it, because it's quicker to go over the pole than it is to go around oh, the fat of the earth. Be, yeah, because it's actually shorter, because mm-hmm. it's narrower. Right. Right? Yeah, okay. Got it. So, explain that, flat earth motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like mm-hmm. so, the surprise, so all of that has a, a so lot more math. Have, yeah, the fact that we have airplanes traveling different ways than a straight line to make it a shorter trip, mm-hmm. that trumps everything. Trump's flat earth theory just that way. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Um, anything else to say about that? Um, that that's mine. Is like to to make the calculation to know that's the quickest way mm-hmm. and for that to be backed up on a stopwatch means that the math is harder than if things were flat. If mm-hmm. things were flat, you would just go from point A to point B. Mm. And it would always match with the stopwatch. Right. But apparently at some point someone put a stopwatch on this trip and said, Son of a bitch, and it's clo- It's quicker to fly way over this area because that's the shorter distance. Okay. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. All right. The third faction mm-hmm. believes that knowledge is personal and experiential. They are skeptical of knowledge that comes from authoritative sources, especially government-sanctioned, quote, experts, especially book knowledge. This faction would like to find out themselves whether the Earth truly is round or flat. Because they distrust book knowledge and mathematical proof, this faction believes that the Earth is flat because their observations and lived experiences make it appear as if we live on a flat surface. This faction frames flat Earth arguments as experimental. Okay. This would be the one that I think is the, has the best legs. Right, because if you haven't experienced the curve of the Earth, mm-hmm. then it's not real. It's harder to understand it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, like, this is the one that is of skepticism because what is fed to us, what is told to us, is oftentimes not always true. Mm-hmm. And I can understand that because there are, there are times, especially in science, 
where and and this is just something we have to take like for I don't know like what it is and go with it. Like in science, we and I guess the best example of this is where did the moon come from? Um, something crashed into the earth and like something crashed into the earth and a part of the earth like tore away and it became the moon. I'm so, something like that. Okay. So is that know. what you were taught growing up? I think so. I don't quite remember. Okay. So a, a planet the size of like about Mars mm-hmm. hits the earth. They meld together, but the actual, like as it hits, all this debris is thrown out into space, but close enough to the earth where it remains in its gravitational field and it accretes, joins together mm-hmm. to become the moon. Accretes. Accretion is the Accretion. formation of planets. It's a new word. I've word hey i didn't know the one that you said earlier sphericity 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 speak french okay um but uh but yeah uh so that was the idea that you had one of the ideas like when I was growing up, was that it was still a meteor that got too close to the Earth? That's what I thought too when I was a kid. So this was something that was taught to you? No. No. Mm-mm. Okay. So apparently it was taught at some point. Right. I just remember this um, this graphic in my science book of a molten Earth or of a yeah something a planetoid or something crashing into Earth, making it molten, and then a piece of it breaking off, essentially, and turning into the moon. Okay. So that's more what, like, we think happened. Mm-hmm. But I remember being taught at one point that, like, it w- it could have been, like, an asteroid that just got too close and got caught in Earth's gravitational, like, pull and just stayed. Hmm. Interesting. But... But comets or meteorites, they always kind of head towards Earth and get obliterated by the atmosphere. Usually, no, they don't always do that. Like that, we have our, we have com- we have Halley's comet, which comes around. Well, there's comets. Comets. I don't know the, what, a me- what the what the difference I, is. Explain it, please. Thank you. <laughs> so comets orbit the sun, not the Earth. Okay. So Halley's comet is orbiting the sun and comes from way out in like. Outer, outer space in the Kuiper belt. And this is an area. Yeah, you're shaking your hair like I have no I idea. I don't what know what the Kuiper belt is. What is that? Like that's out, out near Pluto land. Okay. Pluto land. Okay. And like these comets are basically icy uh, uh, masses that orbit the sun. And as they go closer to the sun, they get hotter and hotter because it is you know, even in space, it's, it gets warmer as you get closer to this big, burning, hot mass. Mm-hmm. And they orbit just like the planets orbit. Their orbits tend to be more extreme. And as they get closer to the sun, their t- their tails, their the, the comet tails get longer and longer. And that's actually the ice melting off of it and then being reflected out of, off the sun's rays. That's what we're seeing. Cool. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, meteors are um, rocky pieces that didn't develop into a planet. Okay. Okay, cool. 
So you have the the asteroid belt, which is between Mars and Jupiter. Mm -hmm. And it's thought that, oh, God, I have way too much knowledge about space (laughs) that I have no idea where I got this from. I'm totally speaking out of my ass. You took a lot of science classes, This has nothing to do. I just watched a shit ton of history. Oh, okay. Um, Like like formations of universes and stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. But, like, this area between Mars and Jupiter, there is the asteroid belt. And we have asteroids in there that sometimes get knocked out and they fly toward Earth. And these are the ones that burn up on our atmosphere, usually. But there are also others that are just on a weird, like, trajectory that come within, like, being close to Earth. These are near-Earth objects. Mm, Near-Earth objects, okay. And... This is, um, these are the ones that could, like, potentially at one point hit the Earth and cause another extinction event. Mm. Okay. So there's asteroids, meteors, meteorites. Meteorites are what an asteroid becomes when it enters our atmosphere. Okay, so an asteroid comes to Earth, or shoots... Tra- it's traveling. Traveling to Earth. And it misses a Earth. It's still a meteor. It's but still an asteroid. I'm confusing you. Yeah. Let's stop talking about okay. this. <laughs> there, there's comets, there's meteors, and there's asteroids. I think asteroids are the ones that enter the Earth. Meteor, meteorites enter the Earth. I'd have to look it up. But, yeah, there's. it's basically one. Meteors and asteroids are the same. It's just one enters the Earth and one doesn't. Okay. I think. And then comets are the ones that are flying from way out in space and moving super-duper fast and burning up as they come. And get smaller and smaller each time they they go around the sun, because parts of them are like chipping off. Right. Okay. Cool science. Got it. Um. <laughs> okay. Let's examine the history of the flat Earth conspiracy theory. Um, modern flat Earth belief originated with the English writer Samuel Robotham. Ha! Robotham. Uh, who lived from eighteen sixteen to eighteen eighty four. Based on conclusions derived from his 1838 Bedford-level experiment, Robotham published the 1849 pamphlet titled Zetetic Astronomy, writing under the pseudonym Parallax. He later expanded this into the book Earth Not a Globe. That sounds like an ape, <laughs> like a caveman. Earth Not Globe. Earth <laughs> Fat. That sounds like a caveman wrote that title. <laughs> I know. All right. Proposing the Earth is a flat disk uh, centered at the North Pole and bounded along its southern edge by a wall of ice, a.k.a. Antarctica. Robotham further held that the sun and moon were 3,000 miles away uh, above Earth and that the cosmos was 3,100 miles above the Earth. He also, which I don't... How far away is the outer space to the Earth's atmosphere? I don't know. Like, like inches? Miles. I mean, like, you, you have atmosphere, 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 and when it stops, outer space, right? Mm. So it's kind of like being dead. When do you die? Death is an instant. You oh. can be dying for a long time, but when you die, you die. It's okay, 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 okay. Never mind. <laughs> Let me rephrase my question. From how far but, is no. outer space from the... Like ground level, the ground the ground level of like Earth. where we're standing, sitting, like from the highest point on Earth. Okay, from Mount Everest. From Mount Everest, yeah. What do you think? 
I, I mean, like, is it thousands and thousands and thousands of miles? Yeah, I mean, like, if you're it, it, Mount Everest is, I think, like fifteen thousand feet, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly, and that could be completely far off, three miles, like from up. Um, but like commercial airliners fly thirty thousand feet, you know. Okay, so it's a long way. So if you're on Mount Everest, and you're how not, many feet are in a mile? Five thousand and something. Five thousand two hundred and eighty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course you know that. <laughs> I used to know that too. Sure you did. <laughs> I did. I learned once, and then I forgot because uh, that wasn't important information to stay locked in my brain. Sixteen sixty is a mile in meters. Okay, cool. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, it's a long, long way. So this guy is is suggesting that things are very, very close. So like, like, all right. So like, if you're on top of Everest and you go whoop, you're in outer space. Like <laughs> just put your finger above your head. You're like, like not me because I'm like five seven, but like a tall man, like somebody who's six two. They're the, if they reach their hand up, they're in outer space. Oh, my finger got frozen off because I'm in outer space. Yeah. Okay. Um. <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, parallax a.k.a. Robotham. Um, Parallax sounds like an evil supervillain. Yes, it does. Like I'm from sure that Green Lantern? I'm Is that sh- like the, the villain from Green Lantern? Maybe. It's got to be. One of, a Marvel villain has got to have that name, Parallax. Doesn't that word mean something? Yes. I don't know. Okay. I, I mean, we, we, we could be Googling all of this, but I just don't have the energy to Google today. No. <laughs> Uh, we have a lot of stuff to get this through. This is anyway. not our A game. Okay. Robotham also published a leaflet titled The Inconsistency of Modern Astronomy and Its Opposition to the Scriptures. So this is a Bible thing. Okay. Which argued that the Bible, alongside our senses, supported the idea that the earth was flat and immovable, and this essential truth should not be set aside for a system based solely on human conjecture. Now, in my research, I did not once discover any verse that stated that the earth is flat. So I don't know what Bible verses they're using, but they didn't specify. I don't know. know. Okay, so Robotham and followers like William Carpenter gained attention by successful use of pseudoscience in public debates with leading scientists such as Alfred Russell Wallace. Robotham created a Zetetic, Zetetic, Zetetic Society in England and New York, shipping over a thousand copies of Zetetic Astronomy. Wallace repeated the Bedford-level experiment, which, have you heard of that? No. Okay. Uh, Wallace, who is the scientist, repeated the Bedford-level experiment in 1870, correcting for atmospheric atmospheric refraction and showing a spherical Earth. The Bedford-level experiment is a series of observations carried out along a six-mile length of the old Bedford River on the Bedford level of the Cambridgeshire Fins in the United Kingdom. Ah, the Shire. The Shire. (laughs) <laughs> during the 19th and early 20th centuries. Hobbits helped out because they were in Middle Earth. Yes. Which is flat. Um, so that experiment over this six-mile-long area measured, um, helped to measure the curvature of the Earth. Okay. So that's what that was for. Um, in 1877, Hamden produced a book, A New Manual of Biblical Cosmography. Robotham also produced studies that purported to show that the effects of ships disappearing below the horizon could be explained by the laws of perspective in relation to the human eye. Okay, so um, perspective to the human eye is weird. Like, it, 
See, that's the one that I think even like the ancient Greeks, Romans, any of the anybody before this, like even Christopher Columbus. I remember being taught this, like Christopher Columbus. I remember this stupid cartoon that we watched about Christopher Columbus and this weird termite guy explaining to him that the earth was actually round and not flat. Christopher Columbus did not think that the earth was flat. Yeah, that that's what I thought. Like people were like, Christopher Columbus was brilliant because he didn't think the world was flat. He knew it was curved because he could see ships going over the horizon. Right, which uh, he wasn't brilliant because <laughs> everybody already knew that. Yeah, apparently this was common knowledge. Yes. Like, this wasn't something that was, like, not people thought the world was flat. Right. Um, I, I, I Honestly, I kind of wonder where this all comes from because it was kind of like even back then they were like, we didn't say the world. Like, it, it keeps going back to the Bible. Yeah, and like, I just, I don't understand. If you're a flat earther, please, you know, email couple X, Y, uh, podcast at gmail.com and tell us what verses you are yeah, where referring this links, to. Where this links to the Bible, because I just don't, I don't get it. Yeah, because the I, Bible talks about the cosmos. Okay. Right? I, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't really know my Bible that well. I'm not mm-hmm. going to be like, I'm a theologian or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I am not. I don't, I, I think the Bible right. is. You didn't a, really have to, you didn't have Bible study. You didn't really study the, study the Bible in Catholicism. Catholicism, if you want to, if you want to learn the Bible, you can sit down and listen to like in the scriptures and you can learn the hell out of it. But it's literally like self-study. Mm-hmm. But like, I, and that kind of is good in some sense because you don't get jaded by. Right. Yeah. Southern Baptists had straight up Bible school. Yeah. Where, where you're told, told what to think what to about think. the scriptures. Yeah. Right. And I don't think I don't think the Bible is meant to be thought of that way. No, like I think it's it it is like, it's a it's a good book. Like for it's a collection of fables on morality. Yeah, yeah. And like you should develop except your for own. some in the Old Testament because God is really crazy in the Old Testament. Um, oh yeah, uh, well he's not even. I don't think he's really a New Testament thing. Mm-mm. I don't know. Like New Testament's all Jesus. Well. There is, like, the voice of God coming to Jesus or saying. Yeah, but he's, like, he's he's older. He's more he's mature. <laughs> he's had a kid. He's mellowed some in his life. <laughs> uh, he's he's recognized the errors of his ways, even though he is a perfect being and has always been a perfect being. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> he's not all, like, smiting the fuck out of people. <laughs> Sorry, uh, God. <laughs> if, uh, uh, but, uh, no, um. So, so yeah, there's this weird, like, thing where a lot of it seems to be, like, religious. Right. And not, like, not so much anti, like, I always thought it was kind of an anti, like, science thing. It's, like, seems to be, like, no, we're just, your science doesn't jive with our religion, which we don't, you're not even backing up with anything. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you don't have anything in your religion that says that the earth should be flat. Right. Like, there was no point where God was like, I shall make a flat disc. Dinosaurs. I mean, hell. And he talks about it in Genesis. He creates the world. He creates the universe. Like, the cosmos. Like, surely they allude to the fact that everything is a bunch of freaking balls. Mm -hmm. A bunch of marbles in black space is essentially what it is. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. Let me continue on. Mm -hmm. Um, Where was I? In 1883, Robotham founded 
Zetetic Societies in England and New York, to which he shipped a thousand copies of Zetetic Astronomy. I already said that. After Robotham's death, Lady Elizabeth Blount, Blount established the Universal Zetetic Society in 1893. What does Zetetic mean? That's a good question. Let's Google this. I'm sorry. This is going to be the only thing we Google today. Yeah, I, I, you keep saying this word, and I do not think it means what you think it means. Proceeding by inquiry. Let's see how it's actually pronounced. Uh, let me unmute my computer. Proceeding by inquiry? Zetetic. Zetetic. Excuse me. Proceeding by inquiry. It's a rare adjective. Very rare, because even after... The words that you just said and the order you said them make no sense to me. Proceeding by inquiry. <laughs> the look on your face just made you say, what does that mean? I'm squinting my eyebrows together in a confused looks look. Yeah. I'm furrowing my brow and I'm squinting my eyes. Yeah. So... You have no idea what it means. I don't either. We're just going to keep going. Zetetic. <laughs> Zetetic astronomy. Oh, 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 oh. Wait. Proceeding by inquiry. So, Zetetic astronomy is... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was almost there. Is observational astronomy. Okay. I think. Something like that. Okay. I don't know. Let's move on. So, lady... <laughs> if anybody out there knows what the shit this means. If anybody knows what the fuck that... That they that actually knows proceeded what the fuck we're by about. inquiry means yeah email us at couplexypodcast@gmail.com <laughs> even if you just want to tell us that we're being fucking morons <laughs> that might be the worst definition of anything I can ever think proceeding of proceeding by inquiry is that like the shortest shortest uh, definition ever I know you hate this movie or don't like it but like lucky number Schleven uh huh Schleven 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 yeah. And when he's like, he's like, I guess no one ever told you not to use the word you're defining in the in the definition. There's a <laughs> point where that that line is said, and then he gets punched in the nose. Yeah, thanks Webster, because that's exactly what Webster used to. Um, okay, so Lady Elizabeth Blount established the Universal Zetetic Society in 1893. <laughs> having having the um, having the properties of. What's the word we're talking about? Zeteticism. Zeteticism. Having, so it's zetetic. Having the properties of zetetism. Yes. Being zetetic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so yeah, Lady Elizabeth Blount established the Universal Zetetic Society in 1893, whose objective was, quote, the propagation of knowledge related to natural cosmogony in confirmation of the Holy Scriptures based on practical scientific investigation. They're just making up words. The Society published the magazine, The Earth Not a Globe Review, which sold for two. <laughs> sounds like a fucking caveman. They put the in front of Earth, so. <laughs> the Earth Not Brown. Where, where is is? Is should be in there somewhere. <laughs> Verbs. <laughs> conjunctions. Uh, is it is is a conjunction? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, my parts are I don't know. Conjunction, bad. junction. What is, is your, your function? function? Yes. Hooking up I know, words, words and, and phrases and clauses. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody throughout time is linked by Schoolhouse Rocks. That is the only thing, except for the 369 song. That's the only thing I remember from Schoolhouse Rock and Bill on Capitol Hill. Yeah. Yeah. That's all anybody remembers. <laughs> but do you realize how many, like, all right, 
So part of couple XY is you're a millennial. Uh-huh. I'm a Gen Xer. Uh-huh. I wonder if my Gen Y daughter. Gen Z. Okay. I'm Gen Y. Oh, you're Gen Y? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why our podcast is called Couple XY. So you know. All right. <laughs> um, I'm a little sleep deprived and a little drunk right now. Okay. And I'm driving home. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, like, I wonder if it's like boomers on. We could all like agree with like conjunction junction. What's, what's your, your function? function? Hooking up. We're going to have to sing this to Offspring and see if she knows. Yeah, if she knows, then it is the... It's universal. It's universal, and it is the thread that ties all of us together. It is what binds us. Yeah. (laughs) If if I would ever run for president, I would just... That would be my campaign slogan. Conjunction, junction. What's your function? function? And everyone would be like, that guy. Hooking up words and flares and clauses. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. I'm I'm with him. It all makes sense. (laughs) Okay. Wow, this is our finest hour. <laughs> we just figured out how to win any presidential <laughs> campaign ever. Okay. Schoolhouse rocks. Oh, man. Uh, buh, 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 buh. Okay. So I'm going to skip forward a little bit. So Lady Blount, um, throughout the late 1800s and early 1900s, published a lot of magazines and things. Um, she held that the Bible was the unquestionable authority on the natural world and argued that one could not be a Christian and believe the earth is a globe. Well-known members included E.W. Bullinger of the Trinitarian Bible Society, Edward Houghton, senior moderator in natural science in Trinity College, Dublin, and an archbishop. Yeah. She repeated Rowbotham's experiments, generating some counter-experiments, but interest declined after the First World, world War. Yeah, because we had planes. Yeah, you know. Pilots were seeing the curvature of the earth and shit. Yeah. I mean, like, to to bomb Germany, we were having to fly over Finland for some reason. Not really. Not that bad. (laughs) It wasn't that bad. I'm not good with geography. (laughs) You're really not. Um, I know Finland is... By Russia. I didn't know that. And possibly doesn't exist. Oh. Are you saying Finland? With no, a v no Finland. Fin- Finland. Finland possibly doesn't exist? Yes. Finland why? and Australia possibly do not exist. According to who and why? Conspiracy theories. That you just made up? No! <laughs> <laughs> I think flat earthers. <laughs> oh. I think, I think Australia is a flat earther thing. You think that flat earthers don't believe that Australia exists? Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see. Um... Let's see. Um, in 1956, Samuel Shinton created the International Flat Earth Research Society, better known as the Flat Earth Society, as a successor to successor, excuse me, to the Universal Zetetic Society, running it as organizing secretary from his home in Dover, England. So a lot of English men were flat earthers. Yeah, I wish it had an acronym. Um, flat Earth Society, or just yeah, the, the, the all of it. Yeah. Like, because it was Flat Earth Society and other stuff, right? Zetetic, Universal Zetetic Society and, yeah, Flat Earth Research Society. Flat Earth Research Society. So they've... First. F-L-F-E-R-S. Oh, sorry. First. 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 <laughs> anyway. 
given Shinton's interest in alternative science and technology, the infamous emphasis, excuse me, oh my god, the emphasis on religious arguments was less than was less than in the predecessor society. This was just before the Soviet Union launched the first artificial satellite, aka Sputnik. Sputnik. He responded, "Would sailing round the Isle of Wight prove that it were spherical? It is just the same for those satellites." I don't know what the Isle of Wight is. The Isle of Wight is literally just an island off the coast of England. And what he's saying is if you sail around uh, that coast. It, all right. What he's saying is like Sputnik didn't circle the globe. It's just going in a circle above the disk. Mm-hmm. But not falling back into the disk because gravity doesn't exist. Gravity has to exist, though. Right. But if you have a disk and you just have something flying above it with no propulsion other than the fact that it's being launched and going with momentum, mm-hmm. which is how satellites, like, travel across. Like, they're, satellites don't have, like, an engine with, like, gas in it. Right, it just orbits the Earth. It's orbiting the Earth, and it's basically you go so fast that you can keep up with the Earth until you get too slow, and then you burn up on the atmosphere. Okay, so eventually are all satellites going to burn up in the atmosphere? Oh, yeah. That's okay. why we have so much space junk. Space junk is a huge, huge thing. Yeah. It's what happened, it's what um, collided with Sandra Bullock in gravity. Yeah. And also the moon, which is going too fast, is actually pulling away from the Earth. And if we lost our moon... We lose our tides, we lose everything. Yeah. The Earth dies, doesn't it, if we don't have the moon? Yeah. But, I mean, it's like a race between if the Earth, like the moon escapes or the... uh, the sun goes sun supernova. Devours us. Yes, goes supernova. <laughs> right. That won't happen for billions. Billions of years, yeah. All right, so. Um All right, so now we're turning away from like religion and going toward like science. Pseudoscience. Pseudo- yeah. Pseudoscience. So Shenton's primary aim was to reach children before they were convinced about a spherical earth. Oh, so we're going back to religion. Get them while they're young. Pretty much, yeah. Indoctrinate them when they're young. <laughs> Despite plenty of publicity, the space race eroded Shenton's support in Britain until 1967, when he started to become famous due to the Apollo program. When satellite images showed Earth as a sphere, Shenton remarked, it's easy to see how a photograph like that could fool the untrained eye. Later asked about similar photographs taken by astronauts, he attributed curvature to the use of wide-angle lens, adding, it's a deception to the public, uh, and it isn't right. So, again, why? I think the why becomes, like, like, like the, the one thing that gets me is it obviously sounds like a crackpot. Like, it, it doesn't sound, like, the, the, you're saying, the guy is basically saying, like, hey, you know what, there is this, we have to use a wide-angled lens, we have to do this, we have to do that. All these things have to add up to make what I say work. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why do people believe this? Is it do they believe it because they believe it, or do they believe it because they don't believe the the alternative? Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, are they so skeptical of the alternative that they're willing to follow the crack pottery? <laughs> yeah. Um, are they bored? I. I and this becomes what is, why do you get sucked into conspiracy theories? Yeah. Um, which I think 
Yeah, there is a there is that I've put a theory on why people get stuck in conspiracy theories in not no, not this one. I think I read it in a different conspiracy theory um, article. Anyway. So Shinton does some stuff in the sixties and then he dies in nineteen seventy one. Then Charles K. Johnson Car accident by the US government. Something. They don't say how he died. He just dies. Maybe. Shady stuff. Shady stuff. Maybe Shady. he was on to it. And they put him out. They they took him out. They killed him. They uh disposed of him. What what's the what's the term they use in a Liquidated. Scandal? Liquidated. Oh, I don't know. I don't watch scandal. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my daughter who is watching scandal. Oh uh, yeah. I'll pop in every now and then be like, what's happening? What's the, why is this person with this person? Or what is this person doing now? And she'll just be like, she'll have to pause it and be like, okay, so <sighs> here's what's happening. <laughs> Let me give you an entire season and a half. <laughs> How many seasons of Scandal are there? My God, she's been watching it for like a month and a I half. I just want it to end. <laughs> okay, so Shinton dies in 1971 of unknown causes or for a reason that they did not give okay. in this article. Charles, so we're going to just say he was assassinated by the CIA. By the Illuminati. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to say the Illuminati, which might be the CIA too. I don't know. I think that is one of the same. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, CIA. Illuminati. I. Yeah. Ooh. KGB. I don't know where that goes in. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. Um, after his death, Charles K. Johnson, a correspondent from California, inherited part of Shinton's library from Shinton's wife. Like, why? Yeah, some random person. He incorporated and became... Wait, wait, so this English guy dies, and a dude from California gets part of his library. Yeah, Shinton's wife just gives it to him for some reason. So Seems legit. He incorporated and became president of the International Flat Earth Research Society of America and Covenant People's Church in California. Oh, okay, so we're back, we're back to, to religion. religion. Yeah. Over the next three decades, under his leadership, the Flat Earth Society grew to a reported 3,500 members. So, like, less than pagans. Yeah, a lot less than pagans. Uh, Johnson spent years examining the studies of flat and round earth theories and proposed evidence of a conspiracy against flat earth. He quotes, quote, he says, quote, The idea of a spinning globe is only a conspiracy of error that Moses, Columbus, and FDR all fought. (laughs) love it that is the best thing ever like why that is the most asinine thing i have heard all day (laughs) apparently he thinks fdr was a flat earther all right no no no. i think he thinks that they were round earthers all in conspiracy to keep us from knowing no the idea of a spinning globe is only a conspiracy of error that moses columbus and fdr all fought all thought fought fought oh Fought. fought Yes. Yeah. Like, like, so he, like, he thinks that Moses Columbus and FDR were or Muhammad Ali and like George Foreman is the rest. <laughs> <laughs> All right. His article was published in the magazine Science Digest in 1980. It goes on to state if it is a sphere, the surface of a large body of water must be curved. Yeah. Well, the Johnsons have checked the surfaces. Of Lake Tahoe and the Salton Sea without detecting any curvature. Uh, Johnson issued many publications and handled all membership applications. The most famous publication was Flat Earth News, a quarterly four-page tabloid. Uh, four whole pages. Four whole pages, quarterly. Uh, Johnson paid for these <laughs> How did he find the time? How did he find 
He paid for these publications through annual members, member dues, costing 6 to $10 over the course of his leadership. He cited the Bible for his beliefs and saw scientists as pulling a hoax which would replace religion with science. So it's, it's really a conspiracy against religion. Yeah, is what I, this, I, this, is what I, this is all seems like, why does it keep going back to religion? I don't know. Give me a Bible verse. Like, give me something. Tell me something. Uh, stop just saying like it, it, this, like science is on a war with religion because that's just not true. No. Anyway. Okay. Even Catholics who are hella conservative, like do go with like, hey, yeah, like there we can balance science with religion. Right. Like even the Big Bang can be explained through religion. God said, let there be light. So bang. <laughs> Oh, uh, is it not the easiest thing ever? Absolutely, yeah. I can, I, I can make that, yeah, that relationship. Okay, you, you can do that space docking. <laughs> boing, boing, <laughs> boing. All right. So, the Flat Earth Society's most recent planet model is that humanity lives on a disk within the north, within with excuse me, with the North Pole at its center and a hundred and fifty foot high wall of ice, Antarctica at the outer edge. The resulting map resembles the symbol of the United Nations, which I told you about this uh, at the beginning. In this model, the sun and moon are 32 miles in diameter. Okay. The Flat Earth Society recruited members by speaking against the U.S. government and all its agencies, particularly NASA. Much of the society's literature in its early days... Screw you, NASA! Yeah. (laughs) Much of the society's literature in its early days focused on interpreting the Bible to mean that the Earth is flat, although they did try to offer scientific explanations and evidence. Now, we get to Eugenie Scott. Eugenie. Uh, Great names. (laughs) Born October 24th, 1945. It's no Samson, but what is? (laughs) He is uh, an American physical anthropologist, a former university professor and educator who has been active in opposing the teaching of young earth creationism and intelligent design in schools. He called the group an example of extreme biblical, the group is in Flat Earthers, an extreme uh, biblical literalist theology. The earth is flat because the Bible says it is flat, regardless of what science tells us, quote, quote. All right, so this guy who you're talking about, Eugene, Eugenie Scott. Eugenie Scott. Mm-hmm. Um, he is anti... Flat Earth. Flat Earth. Yeah. Okay. Just make sure. Yes. I, was, I was a little confused there. I thought we were going yeah, to another his, Flat Yeah, his earther. quote in the, in the last quote was Yeah, like, I was like, whoa, 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 where are we going? Left turn, left turn. Yeah, he was just saying, like, this is what Flat Earthers believe. Okay. Um, according to some Flat Earthers, the Flat Earth Society is a government-controlled organization whose true purpose is to make ridiculous claims about Flat Earth and therefore discredit the Flat Earth movement. So there's a conspiracy against every aspect of flat earth society. Obviously. Okay. According to Charles K. Johnson, the membership of the group rose to 3,500 under his leadership but began to decline after a... 3,500. A whole 3,500. Yes. Oh, my goodness. After a fire at his house... How big was your high school? Um, it It was about that size. So it was like your high school. Yeah. Okay. Was it? How big was my high school? Like, I think your high school was bigger than that because that was my college. Yeah, my high school was pretty big. Like five thousand. I don't think it was that big. I don't know. I'd have to go back and check. But yeah, it's it's pretty comparable. Like basically, the, you're saying like a large high school. Yeah. Or, or I guess these days a medium to large high school. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. A shmedium. Shmedium. A lo- largemum. What is between large and medium? Malarge. Malarge? A malarge. <laughs> Marge. Hi- a large. Marge. 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 A Marge High School. <laughs> <laughs> Copyrighted X for podcast. <laughs> Marge. All right. <laughs> so, yeah, it rose to 3,500 under his leadership, but began to decline after a fire at his house in 97. Killed four of the people. <laughs> destroyed all the records and contacts of the society's members. Oh, allegedly. They, they were like 3,500 people, but a lot of them were like, fuck, what did I sign up for? <laughs> I was... So high. I was so stoned at that party. <laughs> it's like in Practical Jokers where you, they give people to sign the uh, fucking... Um, the, the petitions? The petitions for the most ridiculous things, yeah. Uh, so and funny. Q wins by just being like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Johnson's wife, who helped manage the membership database, died shortly thereafter. Johnson himself... Oh, I wonder why, CIA? Mm, another Illuminati murder. Johnson himself died on March 19th, 2001. Poor guy. In 2004, Daniel Shinton, not related to Samuel Shinton. So there's another Shinton. Okay. That's right. just coincidence. Yeah. Resurrected the Flat this, Earth Society. All right. I feel like what this dude did, because it's 2004, he Googled his last name. Oh. And he discovered that another Shinton was like, the Earth is flat. Yep. Okay. That's my conspiracy theory. Okay. <laughs> um, he Googled himself and he's like, oh, I'm totally being a flat earther. <laughs> All right. So this guy resurrected the Flat Earth Society in 2004, basing it around a web-based discussion forum. He believes that no one has provided proof that the world Google. is not flat. Mm-hmm. So no one has, okay. He believes that no one has provided proof that the world is not flat. So, you know, NASA, astronauts. Yeah, no, no. The Earth. <laughs> so basically what he's saying is like, whatever you have given me, I reject. Yes. Confirmation bias. Is that what that's called? No. It's called the Dunning-Kruger effect. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a combination. It's, it's a combination of U.S. Both. right now. Yes. It's Trumpism. Or just like the U.S. in general, like mm-hmm. it's not only Trumpism; it's like the the liberals too. Like 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 you can go either side, and they're like, whatever I don't like totally agree with, I don't buy. I don't like that, so I reject it. Yeah, it, it's false. Yeah. yeah, it's totally false. Okay, so this eventually led to the official the official relaunch of the society in October two thousand nine. And the creation of a new website featuring a public collection of flat Earth literature oh, and a Wikipedia page. Wow, we got Wiki. Woo! Moreover, the society began accepting new members for the first time since 2001. Why weren't you accepting them before? Like, I, I feel like you would accept anybody who'd buy this shit. Mm, I don't know. Uh, musician Thomas Dolby. Do you know who that is? I had no clue. Okay. Oh, is he the lead singer of. I don't know. <laughs> Okay, with musician Thomas Dolby becoming the first to join the newly reconvened society. I feel like he has one of those, like, flat-brimmed hats. Um, he's... I feel like he's American folk. He's bald and has glasses and a white goatee. Okay. And plays um, a keyboard. Okay, so he's not, like, drumming the bass? No. Slapping the bass? Not slapping the bass. Okay. (laughs) 
You should go to eat me. <laughs> <laughs> as of July 2007, no, no, as of July 2017, over 500 people have become members. That's like nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like, we, billions of people. Why does the flat earth get so much recognition? Because in 2013, part of the society broke away to form a new web-based group. Part also, of the 500? Also featuring a forum and a Wikipedia page. All right. So modern flat earthers. Since 2017? Since 2017. We're getting there. We're going to get to 2019. Okay. Let's, 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 we're going to wrap it up. Kinda. I'm sorry. I'm just like crushing this because I'm... It's, yeah, it's ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. Yeah. So in the information age... The availability of communications technology and social media like YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter have made it easy for individuals, famous or not, to spread disinformation and attract others to erroneous ideas. Okay. Yes. We, we all know this. This, yes. is, this isn't new, actually. No. We, we pretend like it is. It's just a, it's a new media. Yeah, like literally. New-ish. Li- like literally, when you had newspapers coming out, you would have people read newspapers inside of pubs where everyone went. Yeah, how long has the National Enquirer been around? I don't know, Sadie's. But I'm talking about like like legit newspapers. We think that news, like like what you when you pick up a newspaper and you unfold it, it's mm-hmm. it's truth. Mm. For some reason, we've been we, we we believe that now. We believed that as growing up, because I think we were in a pretty decent age of news media. But it, I don't think it was any better. It's all biased. Right, it's all biased. It's, it's all, all written by people. But, yeah, but it, even in that, it's just, it, it's not, if it bleeds, it leads. You know, I mean, like, why aren't we negotiating in Ukraine right now instead of, like, sending money? Right. Because, like, literally, newspapers were like, oh, Russia's bad. But, you know, no one dives any deeper than that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, beyond that, this whole situation where we have like flat earthers is it, it's kind of it, it's the rejection of real scientific knowledge. And I, I can understand it to the point where we say there's been mistakes made, but that's science. Like science isn't 100 percent. Science is an exact science is not an exact science. You literally yeah. learn as you go. Right. You give your best estimate, and the person who's there at that time might 100% believe it. And they probably do. But 50 years down the line, it could be completely different, right? Yeah. Like, does that make sense? Yeah. Like, like some of the things. That's why we have, you know, the scientific method and everything. Like, we can, it, we can do multiple experiments of things and prove them or disprove them. I all right, so flat Earth is like any other weird pseudoscience to me. Mm-hmm. It's like race theory. You know, it's using well, like we're superior to anyone else because of these weird, like little things. Yeah, because of traits. Because of traits. Mm-hmm. But like when you come down to it, like everything you're saying means no. It doesn't. You're ignoring half of the shit just to make your point. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, like, are So, why do we... Why is... I guess my biggest thing, and I hope we're done. Are you done with your notes? Pretty much, yeah. Hit it so we can finish it up so we can just kill this episode. Okay. Um, 
Yeah. So yeah, we we talked about the Dunning Kruger effect and confirmation bias. Um, uh, Dunning Kruger effect is uh, where people who know very little of think of themselves as experts, misunderstandings of simple observations, pseudoscientific practices which fail to separate reliable from unreliable conclusions, and a progressive divergent. From divergence from reality that starts with a belief that conventional information sources and the government aren't to be trusted. Okay. Um, let's see. Let me scroll through some stuff. Um, oh, late um, modern flat earthers claim that heliocentrism, which is the belief that the earth and the um, our planets and our solar system uh, rotate around the sun, is a form of sun worship. Okay. <laughs> um, so did did they go back to the point where everything revolves around the Earth? Or does it say? I guess in the flat Earth model, the sun revolves around the disk. Okay, so you're not sun worshippers, you're Earth worshippers. No, 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 no. They're claiming that people that believe that the Earth revolves around the sun... Is, is sun worship. Right. But if you believe everything revolves around the earth, wouldn't you be an earth worshiper? Yeah, you'd be a pagan. <laughs> well, I mean, both of them are yeah. pagans. Um, but like, like, you know, neither of y'all are the last airbender. <laughs> True. I never uh, saw it. Okay, so there's, let's see. Um, okay, one last thing. The British skeptical activist Michael Marshall attended the UK's annual Flat Earth UK convention on April 27th, 2018. Why is this so, like, ingrained in the UK? It's weird. I don't know. Okay. He noted disagreement on several views of the believers in a, f- in a flat earth. To Marshall, one of the most telling moments at the convention was the flat earth addiction test that was based on a checklist used to determine whether someone is in a cult without the convention attendees realizing the possibility of themselves being in a cult. It's kind of dickish whoever did that. <laughs> like, you, yeah. like you're, you're kind of a dick. But yeah, flat earthers, you're in a cult, call your dad. Um, so. And, uh, yeah, but like it's not a cult that hurting anybody. Well. I mean, like Christianity is a cult. I mean, religion, any religion is a cult. Yeah. So flat By earth, definition, what like a cult you're just, is. You're stupid. <laughs> you're, you're, you're easily swayed. I don't. You're 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 working at T-Mobile, and not like <laughs> hopefully making like decisions on national uh, security. If you work at T-Mobile, please don't send us hate mail. <laughs> <laughs> Is T-Mobile still a thing? Hope not. <laughs> I tried. Has to... it been sucked in by another company? <laughs> 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 Has there been a merger? I know AT and T and Sprint merged. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. All right. <clears throat> so, yeah, I'm done with that. That's, okay. that's that. That's that. So, what, I mean, I don't know. It's what have we learned? God, flat earthers are, I, I think there's as much religion in, like, that's really where it's coming from. Yeah. I did not know before this research that flat earthers had a religious aspect. Uh-huh. I thought it was just a bunch of people just believing by their own perception of the earth and never, and, and you know, there's very few people who are pilots and astronauts who have actually experienced the curvature of the earth. So if there's, there, I think that was, it was one of the, the third faction that believed that observational science is 
Well, the only thing you can trust, and you can't trust authoritarian figures. Right. Quote, quote. And, and like, part of that <clears throat> I can understand. Um, but, like, there's, I guess, to me there's certain, like, just basic things, and, and maybe I'm just a person who's been, like, conditioned from such an early age to believe this, that, like, there are certain things that are just generally true. The earth is round. Mm-hmm. Like that's a that's a general truth. That's a fact. The the sun is at the center of the universe. You know, these are things that to me are they're 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 not worth they're not worth questioning. So I I don't know. To me, like maybe flat earthers are people who want to question something, but they can't figure out the good thing to question, so they pick this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, like, there's so much better shit that you should be, like, attacking. Mm-hmm. Like, put your put your efforts toward, like, why we have a military-industrial complex. Right. You know, put your effort into... Take your, take your skepticism. Yeah. And put it towards something that's real. Better, more real. And... Like, because like, your shit's pretty, pretty lame. Yeah. And if you're this... This enthusiastic about it, dude. We can use you on some other thing. Yeah, prote- climate change. Yeah, protest go- something that's like actually, that's actually hurting us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm feeling. I'm feeling. I'm feeling like you, like flat earthers, need to be like in, like the, we need to reach out to them, not as crazies, but embrace their crazy. And bring them into a better... Bring them into a different crazy. Bring them into a different crazy. Yeah. There was one other thing I wanted to talk about. Oh, yes. So, um, in the modern age of social media and everything, um, uh, there's this idea that social media has a leveling effect. Mm-hmm. In Like you can put whatever you want to out there and it can be understood. That it, it means that experts have less sway okay. in the public mind than they used to. Okay. So, and the fact that, you know, I think there's a lot of people that still think that if you, that you can't put it on the internet if it's not true. I think there's still kind of that, that bias. And especially like if you Google, if you Google something mm-hmm. and like the big main, main fact quote is there, the big main sentence, the number one sentence right. that pops up, the number one uh, result like that is that that is truth that that is fact. Okay. Um. So I think we have this new bias that Google trumps experts. Yeah. Or that that okay. forums trump experts, or that the masses trump experts. trump the experts. Yeah. No, no, I can totally see that. I think that is a thing. Mm-hmm. Like I think that is definitely a thing where masses have become a thing where we 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 think of like. We don't understand classics. The, we, we are no longer taught a classic history or a classic education. What do you mean? Well, like, if you read, like, classics, if you understood philosophy and, and history and things like that, you would, you would develop an ability to look at things and say, well, no, that's not true or that is true or that might be true, but you don't totally commit to it. Right, we're not taught to be skeptical in school anymore. We're, well, I don't think ever, anyone was ever taught to be skeptical. I think they became skeptical. Or they're like, or or it was 
it was people harder not, to fool people right. with a classical education because they were taught to look for these things. Right. We're and taught to like think for themselves and think critically. I don't think and I don't think this is a thing that that we've suddenly like developed. I think unfortunately what's happened right now in especially in America and possibly in other parts of the world, I do not know is that we have been duped. Like we we were we're literally like losing our ability to understand that the who's giving us this information, why they're giving us this information. Right. And I almost feel like flat earthers are as ridiculous as they are, or at least the people who say... As ridiculous as their beliefs are. We'll say that. We won't call the people themselves ridiculous. We'll say that their beliefs are, are ridiculous. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm trying not to hurt everyone's feelings. I'm just all, saying... All 500 of the flat earthers. That the flat earth idea is stupid i'm not saying that you're stupid i don't I'm agree just saying with that, that idea is really stupid i just i think that if you i think you you're a passionate person who got caught up in the wrong thing yes and i i would love for you to get caught up in a better thing redirect your passion yeah please do so please do so like first off unplug from the fact that you think that the government like like every bit of science has lied to you and I'm not saying that our government is great. No. That's not what we're saying. And I'm not even saying that, like, um, science not, is always 100% like, yeah, right. Yeah, we know, we know that science is not 100% true. I, and the U.S. government is not the best. And you can't trust them all the time. Or most of the time. Or most of the time. Or, and you can't trust media. And you can't trust a bunch of other shit. But if you're going to, like, line up against something, go against anti-war. Go against, like, climate change. Go against... Something that's better than fucking flat earth. Right. It feels like you're spinning your wheels in, like, mud. Yeah, because nobody, at the end of the day, I don't think anybody really cares about flat earthers and what they have to say um, because it is, it's ridiculous and it's just false. And we, the majority of us know that it's completely ridiculous and it's, it's a it's a really a giant waste of time. <laughs> yes, <laughs> talking about this was kind of a giant waste of time. I feel like, but it. that's how it. But that we know now how the f- idea of flat Earth, conspira- the flat Earth theory began. Um, All right, but I do want to say that um, w- we were talking about how the masses have somehow outweighed experts. I have an example of that, and it's related to. Um, car shopping mm-hmm. is that I went on Facebook and I just asked all my Facebook friends, what's the best car? What's the best car brand? What's the most reliable? And everyone kept saying Toyota and Honda, Toyota and Honda. Um, only one person said that the Kia Soul was actually a good car. And I was, um, I was sold on the Kia Soul, like just because I've had, I've driven a Kia for ten, 10 plus years now and it's been good. Mm-hmm. Um, but having a bunch of people that I know saying that these are the better car brands would trump an expert coming to me and saying that, hey, a Kia is the better car brand. So if like... Because no. if personal experience is trumping what a so-called expert says, quote, quote. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I get how people can run into that. Yeah, I can, I can see that. All right. 
So uh, let's wrap this up. Like, yeah. do you have any closing thoughts on this? Um, flat earthers, um, please pick something else. That, exactly <laughs> what I thought. Yes. Like, turn your passion to something better. Mm-hmm. This is not worth your time. No, it's not. It's really a giant waste of time. And like, even and, if and you, it's exhausting, it seems really exhausting. Even if you turn out to be true, what does it matter? It, it is not true. <laughs> right, like, like, like suspend disbelief. Say you and I are wrong, and everybody else is wrong, and the five hundred people who are part <laughs> of this society are right. Of the eight billion people on this planet, <laughs> these five hundred are right. Eight billion B with a B. <laughs> these five hundred are right. Uh, no, but like, and I don't mean to make fun of you, five hundred. And your significant piddly numbers. <laughs> but um, no, like, even if it is, it doesn't matter. Like, like even if they came out tomorrow and said, hey, the earth is flat, it would not make any difference in either one of our world. That's true. We've just been living on this earth doing our thing. Yeah. So it's not going to And tomorrow, if they were like, hey, it's flat and set around, we'd be like, hey, you know what? I'm going to get up and go to work tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I don't have to put gas in my car. I still got to make money to feed myself. I got to buy groceries. Mm-hmm. You know, all the, my life does not change. Right. So if you are a flat earther, realize that even if you win, nothing changes. Mm-hmm. And go put your energy into something that's going to make you win and like change something. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. All right. Mm-hmm. All right so uh, be kind. And, uh, I don't know what the rest of our shit is. I'm yeah. usually the be kind I know, person. You usually be, I know. I, I turned it around on you. Okay, so you say be kind. Be kind. <laughs> Listen and take care of each other. All right, you guys. We'll talk to you later. Bye.